Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Keely, and I'm here with Nicolette. And our guest today is Emily Isadorzak. Um, she is a junior runner. Uh, do you want to tell me a little bit about, like, your major and where you're from? Yeah, sure. I'm an education major and French major. Um, and I'm from Orchard Park, New York, which is right outside of Boston. That's awesome. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you kind of got started running? Yeah, so um, I did a few um, 5Ks in middle school. And then um, I, did, I played field hockey from the 11th grade all the way to 11th grade. And um, I joined track in ninth grade. Um, my mom actually made me join track. So, <laughs> um, and then I found out that I wanted to run in college. So my senior year of high school, I joined cross country, and the rest is history. Sort of. Okay. Um, so you run here at St. Bonaventure. Yeah. Um, what is, would you say like is your specialty or something that you're really known for? Um. In terms of running, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, I prefer track over cross country. <laughs> Ironically, I do the same distance in both, you know, seasons. But um, I most people think track would be boring because you're running like 18 laps around a flat circle. Um, but I, I love track, and um, I don't know. I've always loved track, so. Mm-hmm. So like specialized or like both like, or like all like Division One student athletes like. Can you talk about, like, your struggles, like, with the sport? Because as a runner also, I know it's very mental, like, probably right. more than, like, most sports. So can you, like, talk about, like, like, like the different, like, self-talk? Because I know, like, in workouts, like, you're always running by yourself and running alone is very difficult. Like, can you right. just talk a little bit about that? Well, in high, I'll bring it back to high school. In high school, I was, like, one of the best on my team, so I had to always base myself off of, like, a guy from the guy's team. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, I, that helped me throughout high school, but then here in college, the guys and girls have, like, two different workouts. Like, we're not the same. We don't run the same distance. So um, I really had to become more self-motivated. And I think, like, running a sport, as a sport, you need to be, like, self-motivated originally. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I just try to race the clock a lot of times if I don't have anybody behind me or anything. So... That's a really good point, uh, Nicolette. I, I know that I play a team sport, and so I always have my teammates there to kind of push me if I'm having an off day. So that's, that's a really good point. Running is definitely mental. Um, do you have, like, any like specific pep talk that you give yourself or anything that you really do, like, in college if you're having a bad day? Well, I mean, like, a lot of the races I'm, like, Done. And I don't even remember, like, how did I just finish this? Like, oh, my gosh, that was 18 minutes. It felt like five minutes. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, it's like death when you're doing it. But, you know, um, but if I find myself in a really, really, like, I can't do this, like, I have to, I know I immediately have to stop thinking that because that's just going to, you're going to just tank at that point. Right. And so I'm like the little train, like, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. 
Um, can but, definitely relate yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. I am not a runner, and when you said <laughs> running those 18 laps around the track, my stomach sunk up. So, mm-hmm. no thank you. Um, Nicolette, you have anything about running yourself like that you do? It, it's very mental. I, I agree. I mean, I, I usually run with people, which, like, makes it, like, easier, but mm-hmm. summer training especially, I'm always by myself, and it's very hard. But once, like, you come back to school and, like, you're with your team, you have, like, running partners, it gets easier. But, like Emily said, it's all, like, self-talk. Like, you always have to say, like, you can do it because, like, the second you step on the line and, like, you're negative, like, you completely just took yourself right out. Right. I know that uh, my sport's basketball. And so a lot of times in the summer we're here running on the track, doing sprints, things like that. And I have no idea how you do that, that I'm always distracting myself with, the ball, like shooting or passing or defense and things like that. And uh, kudos to you both for being able to run like that. Um, So a lot of people don't really get the insight into the world of Division One athletes a lot of times. So do you think that you could tell me, like, what's a typical day? Like, let's start with in-season. Like, what's a typical day in-season? Okay. So, you know, you go to class. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have a class in the morning. No, no, weightlifting. I'm sorry. First, you got to get up at 5, 5.30. 5.30. Yep, you go to weightlifting, and then I go back. I fall asleep for, you know, half an hour just because, you know, why not? Um, then I go to breakfast. You know, I'll have – I'll go to my first class, second class. In between classes, I'll be running. Go to a, And then after that, I'll go to another class. And then after that, I usually go on the elliptical for an hour. So, you know, a typical day, I'm working out. Ooh, over two hours, mm-hmm. maybe a little more. Finding time to squeeze in food and food, snacks yeah, eating on between, the run, definitely. You know, running to the RC, grab something quick. Yeah, I know that struggle. So, what's kind of like the biggest difference between in season versus out of season for you? Well, I can read books <laughs> out of season. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have a lot more, not a lot more time. I do try to keep the same intensity in season. And out of season, just so I don't, I can maintain, you know, what you know success I've had. Um, but I do find myself, you know, enjoying myself a little more, watching TV, you know, hanging out with my friends, and going to see more time. So how do you balance schoolwork with running? Okay, well, in season it's like terrible because it's like all I do is eat, sleep, run, homework. <laughs> eat, sleep, run, homework. <laughs> I my roommate and I do homework all day Saturday, all day Sunday. We I mean, being an education major and being a junior because I'm almost done. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one more year left. It, the work's only getting more and more. So it's it's difficult, but, you know, don't get a lot of free time, but we just work every day. We, uh, we definitely understand that. And it's hard working out all day to have to come back and then think about doing additional schoolwork when all you want to do is eat and sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, definitely. You talked about working out really hard in the off-season to kind of maintain the success that you have in-season. Can you tell me a little bit about some of the success that you've had? Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think with my schoolwork a lot of times, like, I figured out the more effort I put in, obviously, the better you do. So I tried doing a little more this season um, in terms of going on the electrical, maybe running a little more um, than I normally do. Um, and I found out that that effort has really paid off. Mm-hmm. So um, I think, you know, the success I've had, I mean, we did. We had a fantastic season. Yeah. We, like, didn't come second in yeah. Gettysburg or whatnot, mm-hmm. and then I, I won that other race. So I think that's kind of attributed to, to the effort we've 
putting classes into teams. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you go out there and you see, like, all these girls from, like, Richmond or VCU, like, do you ever get, like, do you ever get, like, intimidated? Oh, definitely. I went to a conference, actually, um, I just came back yesterday, and I met um, the top runner from UMass, and I was, like, starstruck. I'm, like, oh, my God. What do you um, do? Sorry about the whistle, everyone. <laughs> we are actually currently in the gym. Big surprise <laughs> for this podcast. But there's a basketball game going on later, and it seems like some of the scores table people decided this was the moment to test all of the whistles. But keep going, Emily. Um, no, yeah, I saw, <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, the top runner from UMass, and I was completely starstruck. Mm-hmm. I felt bad. I was just asking so many questions, like, what do you do? What do you eat? What do you, how much do you run? Absolutely. Oh. But when you find someone that's had success, that you want to know what they're doing, oh, so you can copy that. Oh, yeah. If yeah. someone else has <laughs> figured out what it takes, by all means, figure out what you need to do as well. <laughs> but the whistles work, everyone. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so, Nicolette, you can kind of talk about this, too. Just track cross country. I know that St. Bonaventure hasn't had track the entire time that you both have been here. So what was that like kind of transitioning from being, a, well, technically a one-sport athlete to almost a two-sport athlete playing at the Division One level? Well, track and cross country are very different. Like, there's people who, like, specifically get recruited for track and mm-hmm. specifically recruited for cross country. So last year was, like, the very first time, like, we were actually considered, like, Division One track team, mm-hmm. and it was very like difficult just because we've never like done something like that. Like we don't even have track. Yeah. Like we literally just like practice like around fields. So it just it was very difficult at first, but I feel like as years come, like it'll get easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So I also understand that you are very involved outside of sports on campus. Um, you recently returned from a leadership conference. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me a little bit about that and, like, what it means to be an athlete as well as a voice on campus? Um, so I came back to the leadership conference around November, and it was, like, a once-in-a-lifetime experience. I met people, like, from all over the country, all different deep. I met a girl from Hawaii, mm-hmm. and she went across country, and now we're, like, best friends. Um, <laughs> but um, just taking what I've learned at the leadership conference, um, I know um, we haven't had a SAC meeting in a while, but I know I'm going to bring whatever I learned from there back to my SAC meeting. I knew I know more about myself and, like, what style, like, I don't even know there's style to be in leadership, but mm-hmm. there's, like, leadership style. So I'll definitely take that back to my team as well. Absolutely. Um, is there something as an athlete that you would want people to know? Uh, just in general, like, not even necessarily how hard it is, but just, like, the everyday of just the grind, I guess. I mean, I think some people see athletes as, like, oh, you play another sport, oh, that's cool. But, like, I don't think they realize, like, how much work we put in. Absolutely. I mean, like, it's just I run myself into the ground, like, every semester, and I need, like, a full, like, two-week break afterwards just mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. recover. I mean, all we do is work. So. And, yeah, and I feel like it's not just, like, with running. It's, like, every single sport. Every and I feel sport, like yeah. sometimes, like, people, like, don't understand that it's, like, a lot of work. Like, people who don't do sport right. versus people who do sport. Right. Like, my friends are, like, come out with us this weekend. Let's do something. And I'm, like, I can't. I'm in season. I don't, you know, I can't. I don't 
absolutely not going to work out. Even just the, find the time for the three of us to get <laughs> together. Like, we're, it, it's difficult, especially seasons overlap, uh, semesters, uh, things mm-hmm. like that. You have to explain to the professors that, I'm sorry, I will miss the first week of class mm-hmm. because I'm on an extended away trip, uh, just things yeah. like that. That other students think, oh, you get all these perks, you get all like this cool stuff, the gear, things like that. But they don't understand waking up at 5:30 in the morning to go to the weight room or falling over yeah. at night, and it it's a lot more difficult than I believe a lot of people see. Perceive, yeah. yeah. I agree. Like Keely, you have like games like during the week. <laughs> like, how do you balance that with school? Like, um, it's definitely hard. Uh, like I have a game and two hours from now, um, but it, it's difficult. Uh, I think that you have to learn time management instantly mm-hmm. once you get into college being any sort of athlete, um, and you both understand that well, too. That's oh, why I asked the question about what's a typical day, uh, finding time to schedule when to eat, when yeah. to go to the training room, because all of us have had injuries. Oh, definitely. Um, it's just it's more mental than a lot of things, mm-hmm. that physically, yes, it's nearly impossible sometimes Mm -hmm. but mentally being able to wake up in the morning and set that alarm to be able to go through and do everything (laughs) scrape off your car then go to the gym (laughs) so when you're in season how many miles a week do you say you run um running miles it's around 40 but then i do the elliptical every day so i mean i mean i do the same amount of that let's say 80, including the elliptical, mm-hmm. but, like, yeah, but, yeah, but I know, Coach, we talked about increasing mileage, just because, you know, I mean, some athletes work better with the higher mileage. Yeah, so. so how do you, like, prevent yourself from getting injured with, like, your increased mileage? Because I know, like, it's a lot of pounding, like, oh, on yeah. pavement, on grass, it's very tough. Well, I mean, I'm also a vegetarian, so that's, like, something, too, like, um, I had my iron tested, and they're, like, oh, you should probably take an iron pill. And I'm like, okay. So what my mom and I did is we went to the doctors. And I'm like, this is the foods I eat. This is where I get my protein from. Can you help me find other ways to, you know, get the stuff that I'm missing? So I do take a lot of vitamins. Um, I do I, eat, I do eat cleanly. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. That's a really good point. Like, I don't eat a lot of meat as well. Like, never had red meat. Try to stay away from it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And we actually had, like, a nutritionist come and talk to the basketball team. And all of us were lacking in iron and oh, things yeah. like yeah. that. And so that's huge. And, again, trying to plan out when to eat, when to, yeah. how to get And then clean eating food. on the go, too, exactly. like not yeah. all clean foods are yeah. like Yeah, it's very, like yeah. very difficult to do things yeah. like that. I understand that you did have a fairly significant injury at some point. Yeah, okay, so not this past season, but the previous cross-country season, I had a stress fracture, which I've, I've never been injured. I mean, like, I fell once in twenty minutes, but that was my fault. Like, I've never had something that technically wasn't yeah, my mm-hmm. doing. So that was a huge setback. I wasn't allowed to run any tens, and I mean, that only made me more motivated for the spring season, anyway. So the track season that mm-hmm. last year. So, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I know a few prevent. I've learned from that injury. Like, I know I have to change my. Speakers more often maybe than some. I know I have to, you know, take a calcium pill because my bones might not be as strong mm-hmm. as I drink milk. So stuff like that. So you so you, you said you're a vegetarian, so how do you get like the proper protein and fuel 
for everyone. Um, definitely. Uh, I have a lot of peanut butter. I live off of peanut butter. I have like six jars of it in my room. And I just, I just, I just eat it off the jar. Like, thank God I love peanut butter or else we'd have major problems here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do have like eggs, but those aren't my favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tofu sometimes, but I mean, like, I don't have my own apartment to cook anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's difficult too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so it sounds like from this talk, we can definitely deduce that you're motivated. Um, so really, it's just good luck coming up. I know it's the start of the second semester, uh, junior year, and the downhill slide from here. Oh, so, yeah. Thank I you. Mean, you too. Absolutely. So yeah. we really wanted to thank you for yeah, coming yeah, into the, the gym <laughs> and give us a little insight into your life. Well, thank yeah. you guys. So yeah. absolutely. So this is our podcast today. Thank you everyone for listening and have a great day. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.